just like Bret Hart's bitterness, we're back <laughs> yeah. with yeah. another exciting episode of What Are We Even Doing? I am your host, Christian Rose, a.k.a. Tom, also known as Tom, being joined as always. Dude, I don't think we ever introduced ourselves on the last episode. Yeah, they'll figure it out. <laughs> being Braden. joined as always by... Yeah, Go Braden, ahead. otherwise known as Damien Destrain, otherwise mm. known as... Damien. Um, I don't know. Also known I as... Anything, any, anything I'm else. also known as Robert Angina and Lord Coldlow. I'm also known as Alfred Borden. Thank you. Uh, regular listeners will appreciate that joke. Patreon. Patreon. Subscribers will appreciate that joke. Big time! So, um... This is the first time that we've recorded two episodes in a, in a session in a long time. A good long while. Yep. It's holiday season. And trying we're to recording, get a schedule. I'm recording at least. I think it depends on whether on you, mm-hmm. but we are at least recording one episode tomorrow, and I'm doing two. Well, I mean, I, I assume we're going to write up together. I can't just yeah. abandon you. Yeah. Or you me. What? Um... <laughs> Um, At the yeah, time of doing... this recording, the greatest crossover event in the history of podcasting is less than 24 hours away. Yes. Which I believe it's already happened if, by the time this is out, yes. this is next week. Right. Guys, check out our friends over at Review Review. Um, we will be discussing on that show, which has already happened, it's a reverse plug, um... Mm. A bit of cinema that I have you watched it yet? I have watched a fifty minutes of it so far. Uh, 40, 40 minutes, brother. You you don't have much left. Um, oh, I know the <laughs> I had bu- dude. I looked up. I looked up where it was, like as far as like where to watch it. Right. I was like, man, I don't have any of these. I'll just buy it on YouTube for three ninety nine. You did it like, better than I, I did. I I rented this shit on Amazon for four dollars. Um, we're talking oh, yeah, about yeah, mine is renting it on YouTube. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Renting it on YouTube for, uh, for three ninety nine. We're gonna be on that show talking about the cinematic Santa masterpiece, just in time for the Christmas holidays, starring <laughs> Bill Goldberg. <laughs> so we're talking Santa Slay over on that show. By the way, I know we haven't done it yet. I'm curious how many times Bill Goldberg gets used. During the course of that episode. By the way, if you guys haven't seen Santa Slay... Oh my god. Wild. Wild fucking shit. I'm not... I don't want to get into it in detail. You gotta check out Review Review. The only thing I'm gonna say about it here, on this format, Mm -hmm. is... It is an hour and 17 minutes. Do with that what you will. Um... So... Today... We're discussing, per, you said, uh, friend of the show, uh, Bucky yeah. Collins. Yep, this was a pitch to, to me via Bucky Collins. Which I love. Absolutely. Uh, great idea. We are doing the Raw after Survivor Series 1997. The mm-hmm. post-screwjob Monday Night Raw, which, props to you, Bucky, I would have never even thought to do this. Yeah, uh, he has also suggested that we do the Nitro that aired on the same night. Absolutely. I, I think what a, what an interesting companion piece it will be. Uh, this, Absolutely. 
This was an interesting one, but first, before we go any further... Oh, dude, yeah. We gotta fucking ring that bell, baby. Yeah. In perfect synchronicity. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, Braden, I have only a few things really on my undercard for this. I have nothing okay. that I haven't already discussed. I talked on uh, the other episode over on the Patreon about watching Primal cartoon show that is available on hbo absolutely highly recommend uh let's see what else have i seen i watched god damn it oh you know what we can't talk about actually uh we just had a fun wrestling event for our friends at homegrown wrestling yeah up in the village of thompson illinois uh outdrew the town (laughs) i love it um I don't know if that's true, but it has to be. Um, it has to be, absolutely. You and a fellow TDC member, Connor Hopkins, taking on uh, Cole Havens and Tyler Priegel. Mm-hmm. Y'all had a real good match. Love it. Loved it. Uh, Did some nifty shit. I love it. I Homegrown wrestling is, I mean, it, it's kind of an offshoot of Zawa, for Basically, sure. Basically, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the type of wrestling shows I just love, man. Yeah. Like, it, when I, when you say homegrown, that's what it is. Um, low ceiling venue. Yeah. Three, 300 people, a lot of screaming kids from high school, a lot of people that don't know what wrestling is. Yeah. Um, that's just, that's the magic of it. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, I'm not, I'm not knocking any other places at all. It You know, it's it's different versions, I guess. Yeah, but absolutely. Yeah. Performing for wrestling fans that are wrestling fans, that that's that's a challenge in and of its own. Mm-hmm. Performing for wrestling fans that are not wrestling fans and are just there to support the, the community and whatever else, totally different ball game. It's so much fun. So I much love fun. it. Uh, I got to have a real good match with uh, our dear friend Buns of Steel, yes. Jay Fowler. Uh, fun, only the second time me and him have done business one-on-one. Mm, I refed the first one. Yeah, and that was three years ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, quick shout-out to Fowler. That's a guy that should be everywhere. Yeah. Like, I feel like he is just on the, the verge of blowing up. I think 2023 is going to be his year. Just just a great fucking wrestler. Yeah, and absolutely. That, like, I, I, I'm, we're biased because he's our, he's our friend. I know, but still not because he's ju- <laughs> he is just good. He's so good. Uh, I I love having matches with Fowler and with guys like him where it's just fun and easy. Nothing hurts, you know. Bad. I gave him a black eye. Um, <laughs> You're fine though. I didn't hurt me a bit. My foot's okay. Um, yeah, dude. Like, just a great dude. Uh, Great night, great, really fun, great after party, did a little bit of gambling, um, at one point was down and then literally won it all back and mm. was like, I'm going to the bar now, I can't keep playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, good times. Check out Homegrown Wrestling if you get a chance. They're usually just in small towns up in northern Illinois a couple times a year. Always a good time. Can't complain. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I don't have anything else to talk about as far as this goes. I'm so tired already. Yeah. Do you want to just, like, dive in? I don't know. Uh, if you have anything else to talk about, we can... 
Um, nothing. Not really. What's What's funny is I said I was going to talk about something uh, off air, and then I totally forgot to. So we'll just have to wait until this show's over because uh, oh. I can't commit that to a recorded medium. It's about wrestling stuff in the future, so oh, can't yeah. put it out there. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. 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 The levels of realization I had. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I. I, I have much going on right now it's just uh it's a busy time of year yeah it's hard to really come up with things to talk about here when we just did an episode right why we usually do them one at a time at this point yeah try to keep fresh um yeah man uh yeah fuck it let's just get into it i think that we can uh i think we can entertain the people on this because this this episode of raw was fascinating to me for a couple of different reasons unbelievable uh Um, so this is the day after the Montreal screw job. Mm-hmm. We're coming to you from Ottawa, Canada, not to be confused with Ottawa, Illinois. <laughs> yeah. Which is only a short drive from here. Um yep. November 10th of 97. So there's there's a fun weird thing at the beginning of this that I thought was interesting where they're really bragging on the numbers of this. It's it's a very quick thing at the before even the intro to the show starts. Mm. Where it's like, the World Wrestling Federation reaches half a billion people worldwide, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's kind of odd. And then I realized, oh, wait, we're in the the throes of the Monday Night War here. Yeah. So anything that you can, you know, use to pump up your brand, they're, Absolutely. they're putting it out there. We're not going to promise you maybe something. Right. They didn't say it on this episode, luckily. Um... And also, it's also, it might be, it's also, it's also, it might be worth noting that we have covered Survivor Series 97 on this show. Correct. So this episode might make a cool companion piece, if you want to go back and re-listen to that one and then to this one. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the mm. opening of this is your beloved, Whoa, with the, the sirens at the beginning, yeah. Yeah. You know what I noticed, though? Hmm. And here's the thing. There's going to be a lot of shit that I think is, like, telling versus, like, I know this isn't fair because it's 25 years, but, you know, current versus then, right? Yeah. Brett is still in the intro. Yeah. And it's a thing where I'm like, that would not happen now. Like, the if there's somebody who gets fired now, they are not in that intro they they get the, the team to edit them out immediately. That yeah. really, really stuck with me. And then there's a lot more. <laughs> Big time. Um, we open with Rick Rude coming out, correct? Uh, correct, yes. Rick Rude introducing, uh, is out here with DX. Yes. Sean comes out, and they hate everything. Oh, yeah. And I love it. Oh, big time. Uh, it was in this first few minutes here, where I, or seconds here, where I noticed the commentary team is JR and Cornette. Mm-hmm. We've done one or two shows, I think, that have had Cornette on commentary. I don't think we've done one that had this specific pairing, though. I don't know. I don't think that we, we did. We've, I don't know. I don't think so. But um, the, when, when Sean gets in the ring, Rick Rude is standing in the corner. Uh-huh. With both feet mm-hmm. on either side of a fucking pyro charge. Ooh. 
the way he casually walks away from exploding sparks <laughs> when Sean is hitting his pose. Right. I lost my mind. I would be shitting my pants. Man, I didn't catch that. All I could think of at this point was how, like, Rude's retired from in-ring at this point. Yeah. Uh, he suffered injury, couldn't couldn't go anymore, whatever. I love Rick Rude. Yeah. Like, Rick Rude is one of those guys that was ahead of his time, was a genuinely, like, good worker, especially for that point in time. Yeah. And, like, there used to be the conversation of, like, guys who should have been world champion that wouldn't. Yeah. Or that weren't. I'm sorry. Rick Rude was always on a lot of people's lists. And he was never in the top of mind, but definitely on it. Like, goddamn, he was good. Uh, these signs in the crowd. Yeah. There are some real problematic ones for sure. I didn't pay attention to them. I was... One, I just noticed the sheer number of them. Like well, always in this era, but yeah. Y- yeah, like specifically here, like, god damn. Like, there's a sign that says, if Brett goes, we go. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of... Um, I'm going to politely call them slurs directed towards Sean. And um, Chance. And Chance. Um, yeah, dude. Like, it. it's wild. It's wild. Promo that, ca- that Sean is cutting is insane. If you think about what just happened. Uh-huh. This is an insane promo. Like, just out of the gate referencing Sean leaving. Or, I'm sorry, Sean. Brett leaving. He was like, I beat him. With his own move, uh-huh. and then I ran him down south with the rest of those dinosaurs. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then he references my friends that are down there, Nash, Hall, uh, I think maybe X-Pac at this point, are going to like beat the shit out of Brett. Like, I, I made a note during this promo that just says, I, I this could be a fun side tangent. Imagine if social media existed at this point. Jesus. Or if anything even close to this happened now. Like... I don't... I, I couldn't... It's... It is absolutely insane to me to think that... And, I again, I know that, you know, like I said, 25 years, right? Yeah. Benefit of hindsight, all that other shit. All the jazz. Just the idea to be like, yeah, Sean... Go out there and talk shit about him, Barry WCW. You want to talk about your buddies that left us too and they weren't there? Go for it. Whatever you want to do, dog. Like it. And then Ken Shamrock's music hits, and and Sean could ha- he talked over it? Yeah, because he had to get the line out. I sure as hell wouldn't beat up a fifty-two-year-old man. I was right. Like, Is that a reference to Brett punching Vince in the eye? Probably. Has to be. Timeline-wise, yeah. Sean, or I'm sorry, Vince is probably 52 here. Uh, Just, like, this would not happen today. <laughs> there's also, there's a sign in the crowd that references Brett spitting on Vince at the end of mm. Survivor Series. Like, bro, these, these fans are fucking on it at this point. Which, yeah. given the, the lack of technology, I guess, so to speak, kind of impressive, honestly. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Speaking of things that can't happen anymore. Holy shit, brother. We we touched on this earlier tonight before we started recording. 
Dude. Fucking. Alright, hang on. Before we get to the fucking, the, the, this promo. Okay. Shamrock is built like God <laughs> here. Yeah. Specific, he looks like Zeus fucked Zeus and had a child. It is unbelievable. I don't like you saying that. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, dude. Like, also, th- at some point in this promo, there's a f- reference to a fax machine, and I'm like, of all the things that date this program, yeah, that might be one. You've probably never even seen one or heard one. I don't know. Even I didn't see fax machines often when I was a kid because they came and went pretty quickly. Ken Shamrock says. Because China's out there, too. Everyone, All the DX right. is out there. He's running them down mm-hmm. one by one. And he comes to China and he goes, China, whatever you call yourself, man or woman or whatever, go have a seat where you belong because you sure as hell ain't in the kitchen, a man or woman or whatever. You... He stumbles through that sentence. I said it more clearly than he yeah. did. Holy God, talk about things you just cannot say. Right. Like... And you know what's fucked, too, about it is that um, if you go forward in time, Shamrock, like, ain't that guy. Like, he worked with women in Impact. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he did comedy shit. Like, I don't think that that's... I think this is just a thing that is of its time more than it is of the person. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, like, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I had a couple of notes on this just, like... I wrote down, oh no, Kenneth, this doesn't age well. No. Um, so one thing that I did throw out uh, in, in my notes that I just want to present to you, and, and we can even go with this, act- actually we can go with this time period. Just imagine this. Imagine Shamrock, but with Heyman. Mm. Even at this point, because they had the, the working deal with ECW. Yeah. I know it would have been like the prototype of Heyman and Brock. But, but goddamn, like, still, yeah. I, I, I'm a Shamrock fan. I love Shamrock. I love watching his matches. There's just something about him that is that intangible. I, I don't know. Just exciting. Like, yeah, just that weird, dangerous energy to him. Just don't make him say anything. Please, no, ever. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter comes out. Oh, uh, sorry to interrupt. Another sign in the crowd that I know that I noticed. There's one that just says. Helmsley equals mid-card for life. That person would go on to have a quite healthy diet of their own words. Yeah. Woof. Healthy diet of their own words. For a long time. God damn. Um, Sergeant Slaughter sounds like Casey on the mic. (laughs) Sounds exactly like him. Dude, you're right. I noticed the lisp so bad. Uh... I'd forgotten the slaughter was commissioner. I I don't know why. I just feel like I I don't I haven't forgotten that. I don't know why. I just feel like I always know that that was a thing. (laughs) Uh, I feel like the first time I ever watched a show that had Sergeant Slaughter as the commissioner, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I don't know why. I just feel like that's always been innate knowledge that you're born with, like sea turtles knowing to go towards the water when they're hatched. Yeah. Um, my next two notes here. This promo is too long. Yeah. It also, does go on for a while. They do this thing here that you see on bad indie shows where nobody wants to give the other one the last 
word or or the higher ground verbally or whatever you want to call it, mm. and they start talking over each other. There, there's not much that I hate more in promos than people talking over each other. Yeah. He literally says, like, you're having a match tonight. I already signed a contract. You didn't sign a co-. Like, some weird shit like that where I'm like, I need one of you to say something. You know what I think honestly happened? It mm. felt like Sergeant Slaughter didn't know what he was supposed to say. Because mm. <laughs> he was like, yeah, you have a match tonight. Against him. But it's against him. Right. Not him. Wait, no. This is what it was. This is what it was. I remember now. He's okay. Like, You're going to defend your championship against Ken Shamrock. Okay. And he was like, something about... I'm not wrestling uh, tonight. I just wrestled last night. Something like that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's going to be at the pay-per-view. But yeah. But Ken Shamrock, you do have a match tonight against this man. And right. Triple H. It's like, what's happening? Yeah, it was very Yeah, now I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Bad and weird. I didn't like it. Uh... So when this promo was winding down, though, check the time. Mm. Do you care to guess how long this went? 15.38. 19 fucking minutes. Oh, my God. You mean to tell me that on a show, two minutes ago on uh-huh. this podcast, that uh-huh. promo would have just ended? That is correct. We've covered so much more information. And better. <laughs> like, it... Yeah. Also, this show... It's a two-hour show on cable. You take out the commercials. Guys, this is a hot hour 30. Yeah. 19 minutes of that is just this promo, which outside of Sean just setting the world on fire, quite frankly, yeah, ain't very good. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so speaking of ain't very good. Mate. <laughs> Mate. Holy fuck. What are we even doing? Brother, I asked that several times during this. Uh, so up next, out comes Mero, Mark Merrow and Sable. Yeah. And I was like, okay, uh, we, we've talked about Mark Merrow on this show before. Ups, downs, you know, whatever. This is down. It sure is. Because it's Mark Merrow versus Ahmed Johnson. No, not because it's um, Mark Merrow versus Ahmed Johnson. This is after Mark Merrow decided, I'm not going to be awesome anymore. <laughs> That's actually why. you're 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 not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, so so Ahmed's coming out here, by the way, and I I don't know if if Meg is fortunate enough to have dodged seeing Ahmed Johnson before or if it just you know whatever. But she just goes, "What is he wearing on his legs? <laughs> Are those thigh pads?" And I go, "I don't know." Always though. This motherfucker I think, always. I think it's Trace knee pads that he got in the fucking largest size that he could. could. Size elephant? Have you seen that <laughs> and man? Put, yeah. Holy and put him shit! Up on his Dude, it, I mean that's what it looks like. He he is a car wide here. He is unbelievably massive to and his detriment because it doesn't help. He's still not on the Prozac, brother. Because that was earlier this year. Yeah, dog. That he stopped taking it. So I don't know what he's going to do. Oh, he's going to get low blowed in like 30 seconds. Dude. And then the match is going to get thrown out because it's a DQ. And Mark Merrill's going to hit you with a drop ya slam. I, by the way, I, I don't care if this joke is in bad taste. I referred to Ahmed Johnson here as Rye Black. Because I drew a lot of similarities between the two. That's pretty good two. though. Thank you. Um, 
Biggie called himself Chalk Lesnar. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, th- th- um this this was oof. He he Mark Marrow. So like my only note on this match is that match barely got started and then Mark Marrow hits a low blow. Mm. And then after the match, he gets him up for the TKO, and he they, can't do it. Terry says it's a TKO. He can't do it. I called it a fireman's carry. Nah, not anymore. They, they, I think it's, I think it's Jr. says he was trying to hit the TKO. Yeah, and he was. Like you can see him. He is. By the way, if you're listening to this and you don't know, the TKO is a fireman's carry. Spin him out into a, a, a diamond cutter on the way down. Especially for the '90s, cool move. Uh, he is. I watched. I re- I rewound it. He is trying to hook Ahmed's head with his right arm so bad, and yeah. his his arm is just flipping like a fucking dolphin's flipper. I or didn't something. see that. Dude, I wish I did. It's God just for it. a quick couple seconds. It's fucking. I felt bad for Marrow on it, quite frankly, because yeah. I was like, God damn it. Um, so he just dumps him. Yeah, <laughs> and then leaves. And it's like, holy shit. And then we cut to uh. Butterbean in the crowd wearing a poncho. Yeah. Wait, is that here? The, yeah. No, the, the promo is later. Oh, they okay. show Butterbean in the crowd here. And all I could think is, you're wearing a fucking poncho. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't understand. I don't get it. Um. So then we have another match. This is in the light, this is a light heavyweight match. That Bullshit is correct. thing, right? Light heavyweight championship tournament. Uh, it's Takamichinoku. Well, hold on. Are you skipping over Sonny coming out to introduce these people? Oh, I was talking about things that mattered. Oh! Sorry. Go ahead. Um, you can say what you will about that. No, uh, that's it. Yeah, literally, exactly. Sonny comes out and, inter- and introduces these guys. Uh, it, Sonny, I don't know, man. There's never there's, really done anything for me. Ne- never. By the time that I discovered Sonny, honestly, I had seen Hotter. Um, and that's... that's. I don't say that to sound like shitty or whatever, but that's what her bit was. Yeah. I think that she's very... She is definitely important into what the industry was at the time. Like yeah. She was, in essence, the first quote-unquote diva uh, in the early stages of the internet. Uh, she was like the most searched thing. On AOL, which at that time meant something. Yeah. Um. Now, useless. Uh. Yeah, man. Like it's, it's it's weird. Um. But yeah. So, light heavyweight tournament action here. Here's my real quick thing before we get into the the actual match. This, to me, this is so indicative of what the quote Monday Night Wars really were. Yeah. Because they saw. Oh, this cruiserweight thing over on WCW is getting over and getting a lot of buzz and a lot of traction, a lot of fans, a lot of eyes. What if we just do that? But we don't have the guys from Mexico and we don't have the guys from Japan. Fuck, you know. However, we got Taka Michinoku. We do. And Taka Michinoku fucking rules. Versus Devin Storm, a.k.a. Crowbar. Uh-huh. That's Crowbar. Crowbar... You don't know Crowbar? No. No, he was in uh, WCW for like the well, last two years, maybe three. He's still working, by the way. You think that I would know? Well, I, I guess not. I don't know. Um, um, he's still working. Hmm. He just recently had a match, fuck, somewhere on the East Coast. 
uh, that was, I guess, real good. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I've realized something hmm. that I hate more than Jerry Lawler on commentary. Mm. And that I'm is gonna Brian be Christopher on commentary. Thank you. Because he's trying to do Lawler. Yes. And that's worse and than it Lawler. It is worse. And you know what? It's well documented, the views that we have on Lawler. You know what makes Brian Christopher especially worse? Hmm. Every so often. Every so often. I'll point him out. Lawler will have a good joke. Yeah. Or a good call. Sometimes. Sure. Absolutely. Brian Christopher, don't. Never. Not funny. Not a good call. Just And I'm sure that Lawler has probably had a match that was good at some point. He has, actually. So, there we go. Like, and the, I can Brian say Christopher's only good Brian, matches were tags. And those matches were had for him. Scotty Too Hotty was, was what my my comment was going to be. So I'm glad that sure. we're on the we're, our wavelengths are crossed. I'm I'm not we're arguing. There. This is a rare instance where we're not arguing. Um, Do you think we argue that much? I feel not like as much have, as we I, used to. I honestly, feel like we agree a lot. Not as much as we used to. I feel like we're more cordial. Um, first note on this match, really. Talk of fucking rules. That's my my absolute first match or my first note on this match is talk of rules. Hot start. I. I don't have a lot of notes on this match. I've only got a lot of fun. I only have a couple. Yeah, I agree. Um, this moonsault though that Taka does in the first like few seconds, the hang time on it, uh, uh, crowbars on the on the floor. It's basically the the lion salt to the outside yeah. or whatever. Holy shit! The, like Forever. there there was a lot in this where May could hear me from the other room. Me just going, holy shit! Yeah, um, it's a spot fest. I don't give a fuck. I had fun watching this. There's like one fuck up towards the end, and they just don't care. They just keep right on going. I didn't even re- I didn't even catch that. It it is nonstop in this. Um, yeah, they do not the pace. Jesus, the pace um, in this is fucking blistering. My last note on this match is Taka fucking rules. He, that's a guy that like does and doesn't get the credit. Yeah. The credit that he deserves. Um, if you'll give me just a second here, I am looking something up for the purposes of this program. I just realized we that we have a low hum in our uh, in our wavelengths here, and that's really bothering me. Sorry. Okay. It's not your fault. <laughs> da, 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 da. Sorry. I'm... So... The thing about the light heavyweight title, it was just like it, it was just such a fucking cheap grab towards the the cruiserweight thing. I don't think that that's fair though, because WCW did the same bullshit. I'm not saying that they with, didn't with things that worked in the Fed. Of course, everyone does it. it they they took thing. Hogan. They took Savage. They, you know, I'm not saying yeah. that they they didn't do this. Yeah. I just, I don't know. There was something about it that, that always kind of ate at me because I think it's because big guys was all were always the 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 modus operandi for the Fed. Yeah. There was just I don't know something about it always kind of ate at me. Uh, 
sorry, I'm trying to find the lineage for the light heavyweight title. And for some reason, I cannot do that. Oh, uh, but I will say, Taka was the first light heavyweight champion. Hell yeah. Um, he ended up beating Brian Christopher on December 7th. Good. In 12 minutes. Too long. Yeah, probably. Uh, going on. What's next? Oh, I thought I thought you were. No, I'm trying. I'm still thing. trying to fucking find it. Uh, my next note is JBL's mustache because it is fucking unbelievable. They they, <laughs> they play some sort of backstage deal where Blackjack Wyndham has been demolished in the bathroom or whatever. Found it. Okay. So he, he okay. But anyway, it's this backstage seg. I'll just fi- finish going through this before we yes. go. Yes. Go on. Um, backstage segment. Blackjack. Uh, Wyndham has been demolished and JBL's like what the fuck and they have a tag match later oh no Um, anyway so you found the thing I did so because there have been several versions of this championship from the original WWF and when they were working with different promotions and whatnot. I'm actually going to skip a lot of this because this lists the original light heavyweight champion as Pero Aguo from March of 81. Jesus. He defeated Grand Hamada in a tournament final to become the inaugural champion. So I'm actually going to skip ahead to, in essence, this version of this championship. Yes. Uh, yeah, because a lot of these are... Through a working relationship in Japan. So, like, Liger's on here in 97, Ultimo Dragon 96, whatever, blah, blah. Um, okay, here we go. Starting from this tournament, okay, so this iteration of the championship. Taka Michinoku is the first champion in December of 97, defeats Brian Christopher, tournament final. Fun trivia then here. In his first match, Christian beats Taka Michinoku in October of 98. So Taka held this thing for uh, nine months in his inaugural run. But yes, Mm. Christian beats him in his debut match. I I remember this. Then they immediately gave up on this title. As almost a month later, Dwayne Gill, a.k.a. Gilberg, won this. Wow. He won it under his real name, but later changed to Gilberg. Then, S.A. Rios, uh, fun fact, I remember watching this one. This is wild. S.A. Rios, who fucking ruled, by the way, wins it in February of 2000. Uh, Dean Malenko wins it in March. Scotty Tuhati in April. Back to Dean Malenko a week later. Crash Holly would win it in March of 01. So Dean held it from April of 2000 to March of 01. Fuck. Okay. Jerry Lynn would win the title in April of 01 and then lose it to Jeff Hardy in June of 01, who then lost it 20 days later to X-Pac, who lost it to Tajiri, mm. don't remember that, who lost it back to X-Pac, and at that point, it was unified with the Cruiserweight Championship. Or no, I'm sorry, my bad. My bad, my bad, hang on. Uh, X-Pac was the final wrestler to hold the title in a title unification match at Survivor Series against WCW Cruiserweight Champion Tajiri. It was canceled because X-Pac was injured. Yeah, and then they just dropped it. 
It was so, officially retired on March 8th of 02. So the title was then vacated? Yes. So there was only one vacation? And Correct. And it was the, the last thing? Yeah. This is the greatest and most <laughs> prestigious title lineage of all time. It's crazy to me how long some of these runs were and then how short some of the other ones were. I like that, though. Yeah. It's it's a... Uh, I like a mixture of, of, of the long and short runs. Interesting. Um, yes. Anyways, back to it. And the Truth Commission comes out. Yeah. Oof. Um, I forgot. Like, it was at this point where I was like, oh, yeah, we did watch ni- Survivor Series 97 for the mm-hmm. podcast. I, ne- I... I... No. There's nothing more to say about it. Just no. No to the Truth Commission. I liked Don Callis. Kurgan is huge... Kurgan's huge. Barrel Buchanan. Barry. Yeah. I had forgotten this. I literally just wrote down, barreled. Um, so it's it's the Truth Commission against... The Headbangers. Yes. But they're accompanied by DOA. Correct. DOA, a problematic at best group. Yeah. Consisting of white supremacists. Well... We don't mention that. Probably not. Uh, dude, this was... I don't know. There, there were points in this tag match that I liked, honestly. And then there was just a lot of it. I was like, God damn it. You know, I'll tell you what fucking infuriated me more than anything. Watching this whole thing. Hmm. Don Callis, a.k.a. The Jackal, gets on commentary. I like Don Callis. I think he's good at talking. And he's doing his fucking shtick. Yeah. Cool. He gets off the fucking commentary table, goes to the fucking ring apron to cause the distraction. One of the headbangers fucking punches him. He sells it back down to the goddamn commentary table and just starts doing commentary again. And I'm sitting here like, were we not, like, cognizant of the idea that, like, oh, there's heat if you hit the manager and he goes away? Why did we do this? I don't understand. I don't know. Fucking... My my only note on really the match until the absolute finish was, it's in the middle. What's that mean? It's just in the middle. What it's is? not offensive. Oh, not okay. Yeah. great. It's just yeah. in the middle. There's one point in this where um, the headbangers, one of them power bombs the other one. That's on, the finish. That's the finish? Okay. He power bombs one of the headbangers. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I did dude. write that down. My bad. I'm like, that's kind of dope. I... Didn't hate it, but yeah. And for those characters, I thought that made sense because they're yeah. supposed to be like crazy headbanger, fucking. Yeah. We're wearing Marilyn Manson shirts and shit. Like I would, I would rather take a double team move than have that happen to me, frankly. But yeah, it's uh yeah. And then there's a big brawl. Yes, the Truth Commission and DOA and the headbangers brawl, and then the Truth Commission goes to the back. Yep. What did this accomplish? You just had I don't know. fucking the Truth Commission lose last night. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. And if I, I remember correctly, was it DOA versus the Truth Commission for Survivor Series? I can't remember. Oh, who could fucking or if that know was or separate, care? I don't know. I always just think it's weird to see Kurgan anytime that we do something like this and he pops up. Because I'm like, oh yeah, you would go on to have a 
pretty fucking successful career in movies, actually. Yeah. Which is no one has ever been shaped the way that Kurgan he's, is. His neck yeah. is so wide but shallow. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like there's an inch that separates his ear from his shoulder, but three feet that separate his left side of his neck from the right side of his neck. Yeah, yeah. He's built like if the juggernaut was just not a man in a suit. Yeah. I, I see it. Yeah. So then we get a quick recap of Austin and Owen. Um, I, I, I'll say this, by the way. Not saying that it should happen because, like, obviously the times have changed, technology, all this other shit. There was something oddly charming to me about seeing recaps from the pay-per-view that are just still photos. That infuriated me. Really? Yeah. See, it's just audio and fucking photos. That pisses me off. Well, the reason that they did it, though, was because they would offer... You could buy the replay of the pay-per-views, which... You know who does that concept better? PWG. In hindsight, sure. But in hindsight, it's so weird to think that you would ever sell a pay-per-view the day after it happened when everyone knows what happened on it. Yeah. But they did. I. I it's. Oh, I'm not... I, I like that idea. It's just the... Fucking slideshow, dude. Mm-hmm. So you you would rather just a couple quick clips of yeah, video? yeah sure. sure. I mean, I guess I can't argue that, but like, they can't even fucking edit Brett out of the goddamn I'm, opening video package here. I'd be even fine with like, I like when PWG does that fucking thing right at the end where it's like this the biggest move of the night and they cut right before the fucking impact and it says down down. We were raised to be a farmer and a scientist. Yeah, they all use the same song, Tom. <laughs> By the band Barbarian Overlords. But what I'm saying is, like, that works for me. Um, really bothers me that it's the whole I'm not saying it was great. Song. It's just like, I, I don't know. There was something about it that I thought was just charming. Um, they do another intro. This is something I want to talk about. Do you know why? No. Let me tell you. Because for some reason, at this point, cable executives and the people that ran the entertainment industry were obsessed with time slots and the content that you could put on at certain times of the day, the evening, the night, whatever. Okay. So, at this point, if you were on the guide on like Dish Network, for example, which is what my family had in our house, Raw wasn't... Monday Night Raw, 8 to 10. It was WWF Monday Night Raw from 8 to 9, and then WWF Warzone from 9 to 10. Because you could get away with putting more violent slash edgy content on the 9 to 10 time slot. Okay, I see. This is, in my mind, stupid. Uh, And everyone hated it back then. However... By making it a quote-unquote separate show, they were able to do shit like this. But you got to make it a separate show. So that's why there's this whole nother fucking intro. This whole fucking... The pyro goes off again and all this other shit. So like if you watch shit from this era, not just here, but like on, on the Nitro side as well. Blood's on the back half of the show. You know, uh, women that are wearing next to nothing are on the back half of the show. Like, yeah. it's because, you know, society would crumble 
if at eight o'clock somebody hit somebody and they bled. Obviously, all the innocent children and people go to bed between eight and nine. Yeah, I did. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I want to real quick just to add to that. That wasn't just exclusive to wrestling. That was for like television in general. Like the late night shit would be quote unquote racier and edgier or whatever. Like, yeah, there was a show that was uh, called Silk Stockings that ran after all for years. That was like a sexy police thriller thing. Yeah, you didn't see any advertisements for it until nine o'clock hit. That show was on at ten. There was an episode of Futurama that they once had to push back one hour because of the violence on Futurama on a fucking cartoon. God damn it! Fortunately. Society did not crumble. Yeah. We're still here today to talk about it. Well, that. it did, but not because of that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Stone Cold comes out, correct? Mm-hmm. And he is announced to the ring by Michael Cole. Yes. Because he's doing the interview in the ring. I understand yes. that, but I never want to hear Michael Cole announce ever again. He is a commentator and an interviewer. Nothing more. It is so cursed to hear him fucking put on an announcer voice. He also looks to be about 19. (laughs) That too. He might have the current longest tenure in that fucking company. Uh, possibly? Like, I feel like everyone that has been there longer than him is gone. And that includes Vince. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so... It, it's it's really kind of cool, but also weird to see Austin as the Intercontinental Champion. I agree. Like, I think this is... It's also worth noting, so this is November of 97. By the time that we get to Mania of 98, which would have been March, Austin's beaten Sean. So we're only five months away from the Austin era has begun, and then Sean's gone. Hell yeah. It makes me kind of want to go back and watch more shit in between, because the idea that, like, from the the point of the screw job to Sean leaving, it's five months. Like, you know what I mean? That's yeah. just an odd thing that I didn't notice until watching this. Fair enough. The Rock is out. Young Rock, not to be Puffy. confused with the show. Puffy Rock. Puffy Rock. Pineapple Pineapple Head Rock. He's <laughs> so good here, though. You sure about that? He's nowhere near what he would become at all. At all. He's not even a fraction of what he would be. My, my only thought once this was done was, how did they ever put a microphone in front of his face again? Really? Yeah. See, I think I was judging it based on what else I had seen on this episode. See, when I saw The Rock, I... And I knew that this was an unfinished form of The Rock. Mm -hmm. But he's... Has... No charisma. Oh, I I disagree. Actively sucks away from the charisma that that Austin adds to this segment. Austin's, Austin's easily head and shoulders above him at this point. I, I disagree with him not having any, like, whenever Austin fires back at him and Rock just has that, like, crazy wide-eyed, like, I can't believe you just did that look. Yeah. I dug it. I don't know. 
Well, he had a good facial expression. I'll give you that. But sure. everything he said was... Oh, I don't even remember exactly. the shit he actually said. Exactly! <laughs> I only remember him actually like... Well, this is like... I don't know. Maybe I'm just grading under a different curve. Yeah, I guess. I thought... I, I just... If that promo happened under my regime, I'd be like, well... <laughs> We're gonna put you with Heyman. So. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, that would be a hell of a fucking combo. Um, do you notice Austin's earring? Yeah, I did. I always, yeah, he's always had an earring. I feel like he has one right now. He don't. Uh, it's weird to me. There's something about that that's so odd to me. Uh, I, oh, okay. So recently, watched this video, shared it with you guys. We we talked about it. the amazing coincidences. In wrestling, right? Yeah. This one's been brought up before, and it was number one on that video. And I was like, you know what? This is worth talking about. The fact that The Rock and Austin happened at the same time. Yeah. It's pretty fucking wild. That's true, yeah. Like, in essence, imagine if there was another Roman Reigns-level person in the Fed right now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, you, that'd like, be- and if you were to go back to like the like the 80s if there was another Hogan at the same time as Hogan like it just you, it's hard to wrap your mind around big time but i don't know fascinating shit um uh, yeah so then we have one of the weirdest things i think i've ever seen yeah, please take us into this <laughs> uh okay so we're doing a Steve Blackman promo yeah at ringside, and we're referencing him being on Survivor Series the night prior. Mm-hmm. Help me remember who is actually interviewing him because I can't remember here. Is it uh, Jr. or is it Cole? I think it is Jr. Okay, that's what I thought. So he's interviewing Blackman in the ringside area. Yeah. But for some reason, Los Bariquas are coming out here. See, I thought this was a match. I thought that I was Los very Bericos I was, was very confused by this entire thing. And then they cut to Steve Blackman after the, I'd seen the Oh, Los okay, Bericos okay, okay. So maybe, I thought maybe this bad. was a match. Sure. And then they cut to the interview. I'm sure. like this is a weird time to do a fucking interview, but okay. You're you're probably right, but either way, this is still weird. So weird. So let's I uh, you know what? Let's say that you're right. And that Los Bariquas are out here for a match. But then for whatever reason, we're just going to do an interview with Steve Blackman ringside. And then this irritates Los Bariquas. And they're like, hey, stop inter- interrupting. We're trying to fucking be here or whatever. <laughs> we're trying to fucking be here. That's that's the only motivation they could have. Our terrible music is playing. Man, um, slap Steve Blackman. Uh-huh. And I saw his life flash before his, my eyes. Dude. And then, at this point... Steve Blackman goes immediately puts his hand on his throat yep. and starts choking this man. I thought, this man's actually going to die on my television. <laughs> We're watching a replay of an actual murder. Mm. Um, so then I think Steve Blackman just beats the fuck out of everyone, and that's it. Yeah. That was it. I don't know who Los Bariquas were going to fight. But they're not doing it anymore. They are not. I almost would have liked if maybe their opponents came out from the back, and Steve Blackman fucked them up too. Sure, that would have at least that. at least 
That would have made it a complete thought. A, a full segment. But we're just stealing from James Cameron. And we're and doing just half of things. Yeah, almost, almost doing something. This posits that Los Bariqua's opponents are behind the curtain waiting for their music to hit. And they're just kind of like, all right, well, I guess back to catering with us. Like... Vince is in Gorilla. He takes his headset off. He's like, "Um, I, I apologize. Um, but we, we, we don't have a match for you now. Steve Blackman has emasculated your opponents. <laughs> so Doug Furness <laughs> and Paul Roma." You could just go 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 to catering. <laughs> I don't know why. I, just, I thought it would be funnier if it was Doug Furness. I don't know. It's it's also funny to me that it's current Vince McMahon in ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, that too. Uh, we at some point we need to do. Uh, I don't want to do it right now, but we need to do ninety five Vince meeting current Vince McMahon just to get the. Oh, what a ride! I need to. What a maneuver! I, blah, blah, blah. I, Here he comes. I want. I want to. Learn how to do a younger Vince impression. <laughs> not, not necessarily commentary Vince, because I don't want to be one, two, he got it. No, no, he didn't. I don't. I don't want to be doing that. <laughs> one, two, he got. No, he didn't. I I want to do ninety nine to two thousand three Vince. I like, want to start doing do ninety five Vince, just like in my normal life. Though, where it's just, oh, I'm gonna be late for work today. Oh, what a ride. <laughs> Uh, my fucking, God. yeah. So then, the the everything on this show is fucking strange. Everything. And this next one truly fucking irritated me. Okay. Because this next segment, for me personally, I was like, we are walking towards something good. Yes. And then we're going to do an about face. Oh, and walk away from it just like we would in 95. <laughs> like... Okay, so it's the New Age Outlaws. Yeah, with no music, by the way, because we're we're not there yet. We haven't. We're that that part hasn't come to fruition. And it's supposed to be them against the black, the new blackjacks. Guys, don't ever put new. I, I know that the New Age, the Outlaws, new Age Outlaws versus the new blackjacks. Sure. <laughs> the here's the, the only day. reason. The only reason that the the name New Age Outlaws I'll give a pass to on what I'm about to say is that there weren't just Age Outlaws. Don't do new something that has already yeah. existed. I fucking hate it. Would you be upset if there was a stable called The Day? Yes. And you know what? <laughs> and then there was The New Day? I'll tell you what. I'll be more upset 40 years from now when I turn on USA Network on my Google fucking glasses and I see The New New Day. And I'll be like, that's not Big E. Like... <laughs> Oh, what a ride! Um. Uh, anyway, so it's supposed to be them against fucking the new blackjacks. Is this no DQ? Because they just—if not, they just yes, make it, it no, no DQ. No, no, it, it is. Okay. It is. But blackjack Wyndham has been beat to death or whatever in the back. Uh, so it's just those these two against Bradshaw. I liked this. I did too. Very, very much. Um, powder off the bat. Uh huh. Which I love. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? I, Not only is it no DQ, but you're now down a man. Uh-huh. Take every advantage you can. Got Love to. It. Love that. Also, Bradshaw will be moving 
in this. He's beating the shit out of both men easily. It's and he's throwing some test level big boots in this too. Big time. Big I I big boot. <laughs> my 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 notes on this just says I, I have three notes on it. They reference Stan Hansen on commentary. Pretty cool. I wrote down this rules. And then I wrote down and it's done. I was so mad at how short this was. Which yeah. I don't I it's so rare for me to say, right? Because most things outstay their welcome. I I, I wanted this. another two minutes of Bradshaw whipping both of them. Okay, that's fair. I thought they did I some did really like cool. The, the absolute shit. finish of this though. Yeah. The actual finish is good. Because I was so expecting. Well, here comes Blackjack Wyndham. And here now he's finally here to, to whip some right. ass and he's fine now. But that doesn't happen. Sure. Just, Bradshaw just gets cut off somehow, some way, and they mm-hmm. hit a tornado DDT onto a chair, and that's it. Double yeah. pin, that's it. I'm like, why not? I agree. That makes perfect sense. I, I won't argue that. I just wanted another 90 seconds, maybe two minutes, of Bradshaw outsmarting and outfighting these guys. That's fair. Before we got to that. That's fair. Like, I, it was a rare thing where I was like, I thought this was actually put together well for something at this time period. Yeah, yeah. Um... You first. There's this. There's some Jeff Jarrett interview thing, right? Yes. Jr. is interviewing Jeff Jarrett, but this is like in a studio somewhere. This Correct. Is in, we in we just cut to this footage, yeah. And it starts with Jeff Jarrett talking about how fucking awesome he is. Yep. <laughs> and there's clips interwoven in. Sure. But uh, I'm like, what is this? And then. JR asks him, what did he think about this, about the conclusion of Survivor Series last night? I'm right? Like, what? Dude, this whole thing shocked me. So one, Jeff Jarrett is 30 here. He, and he mm. points out that he is already a 12-year veteran yeah. of the industry. And I'm sitting here like, brother, you're still going to be wrestling on TV 25 years later. Yeah, I, I, the ultimate survivor. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, absolutely. holy fuck, dude. Uh, the here's the thing. I, the idea of this interview, I I like, and I I wish that there were more interviews like this because it's a quote yeah. unquote a sport feel where it's like, what are your goals here? What are, you know? What are your ambitions? And he says, I want to be WWF champion. I want to be the greatest champion. Bless you know this, that, and the other. But People that said I couldn't do it, I want to shove it down their face, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I just wrote that, well, spoiler, Jeff, that ain't actually going to happen here. Um, yeah, fair enough. But I cannot fucking believe that, the, that one, he asked, what do you think of Bret Hart? He, no, and what do you think of the end of Survivor Series? He, said, he asks that, and then he's like... Let's do some word association. And yeah. I lost my mind. I me I paused it. This you would love watching the show with with me uh-huh. just for the speed at which I pause sometimes. Uh-huh. It was literally I know it's not a visual medium, but I'll make an audio cue over here for when I paused sure. it. It was literally like this. Let's move on to some word association. <laughs> and I sat back and I went, what the fuck did JR just say to me? They did association. He goes, word association. He goes, Bret Hart. 
And and he goes on to tell him what he thinks about Bret Hart. I'm like, what are we doing? Dude, and like, then he, <laughs> but here's the thing. I thought this part was actually really interesting. I thought it was insane. It is, but insane is usually interesting to I mean, me. fair. Like, yeah. It was interesting. Like, this, it's so weird. And then at one point, they're still doing word association, which I forgot. I, I I'll thought, tell you, by the way, I'll tell you this. For, for an era that was, you know, slightly hooked on doing a work shoot, to me, this was a very convincing work shoot. Because when he says something like about the word association, uh, association thing, and he says uh, Shawn Michaels, it's slightly well known that Shawn and Jeff don't like each other. Mm. And he goes, "Unbelievable athlete!" And I'm like, "You're complimenting, but also dodging." Like there, there yeah, was that yeah, moment yeah, yeah. hesitation where I was like, "Okay, cool." And there was and a couple then, other ones that where I'm like, that, "Brother," he says. Then he goes. After he said he asks about Shawn Michaels, he says, "Unbelievable athlete." He goes, "Triple H," and Jeff Jarrett goes, "Tag along." Yep, that was it. I lost my mind. Yeah, what a fucking what a world, right? Fucking like hell. And, but here's the thing: if you told me that it, I refuse to believe that that part was a work. I refuse. I don't care. Yeah. If you showed me footage of Triple H and Jeff Jarrett from this, like, backstage of this interview, and he's like, hey, what if I call you a tag-along? And Triple H is like, ha that's great, I know you don't think that way. And Jarrett's like, no, I don't. And then they film that. I still would believe that Jeff Jarrett thinks that. Yeah. Especially at that time period. Absolutely. Um, yeah, just a weird interview. I don't know, I don't really have much else to say it, about it, that. It, there was something... There was something about it, though, that I actually really did like. There was just some weird level of borderline reality that, like... Yeah, I'll give you that. I didn't hate this. It no, no. This, this is one of my favorite parts of this fucking episode, honestly. It's so strange. Um, we move on from an interview to an interview. Yes. Because Michael Cole is interviewing Butterbean. Yes, he is. Butterbean, whose voice sounds like... Well, not what you'd think. Really? I thought he sounds exactly the way he looks. I don't remember hearing Butterbean talk outside of like Jackass. Me neither. I, I don't even remember that. I just it's just when so I look at him wearing that fucking shirt. The fucking poncho. Get that the, what poncho, are you doing, dog? Whatever like, the hell he's wearing. When I look at him, I picture a man who sounds very high pitched. Yeah, I guess. I just I, my my only real note on this is just Butterbean, Butterbean is easy is to draw. Like. He looks with like he'd be easy to draw. With a pencil? There's so few details in his person. He looks like Humpty Dumpty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or a fucking a thumb person, a thumbman. A thumb man, a thumbman. Mark Merrill comes out. Sure does. For no reason, but to just insult Butterbean. Yeah. Um, Which, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's pretty much the end of it because he, yeah, I think he like shoves him or slaps him or something like right. that. Right. And then and Mark says something just like, leaves. he says something about like, don't look at my wife, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. But then my favorite part of this yeah. is when Michael Cole like follows up with Butterbean and yeah. he has this agitated but also, in my mind, quite rational response where he's like, any thoughts about that or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he just goes, 
I'm a happily married man. She's a very attractive lady. I have no problem looking at her. And I'm like, wow, okay. I mean, that, yeah, kind, you know. <laughs> like, I, that to me, I, like, just, I don't remember Butterbean doing anything besides knocking out Bart Gunn and Johnny Knoxville. Dude, just murdering Bart Gunn's brain. So did he? Did they do something with Mark Marrow and, and Butterbean? That'd be the only uh, thing that I could think of. This has to lead somewhere. Because Mike Merrill's doing I the bet, boxing bit. I almost need to look up when was the brawl for all. Because, no, the brawl for all must have been before this. Because I, I think that the brawl for all was like, if you told me the brawl for all was 94, I'd be like, that sounds about no, right. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was either 97 or 98. But, like, I feel like Bart Gunn had his brain ruined by Butterbean at Mania 14, which would have been before this. So I don't know if this goes anywhere or not. Because um, I don't know. If, I don't think Mark Merrow was in the brawl for all, even though because wasn't was wasn't Bart Gunn already like gone or whatever by the time Billy Gunn was doing other things. Probably. I thought he was gone. That's what and I'm that's saying. When he yeah. Went to New Age Outlaws. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know what if anything ever became of this. I don't know. Interesting. Uh. After this, we have a couple of buddies having a match. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're just friends. Yeah. It's Taker versus Supreme Fighting Machine, comma, Mustafa. Uh, I, maybe I, I knew and I'd forgotten, but at some point, I think it was Matt Cage brought up the, the nickname Supreme Fighting Machine. Mm. And in that moment, I couldn't stop laughing about it. I thought this was the funniest fucking thing. I remember tweeting once or twice. <laughs> I wanted to change my Twitter handle to Supreme Fighting Machine Christian Rose, mm. but it was too many letters. Jesus, that is like so many letters. Damn. Jesus. Oh, uh, it's so fucking funny to me. Um, this was fine for what it was, but it really did emphasize how big uh, Supreme Fighting Machine, comma Mustafa slash The Godfather is. Cause they really just... They do... A little bit of stuff here and there, mm-hmm. and then there's a goozle, which mm-hmm. I love a loud goozle. Whenever a goozle makes a fucking yeah. noise, it's yeah. the best. Big time. Then there's a choke slam, comma, rolls out of the ring. Yep. Lights are out. Here comes Kane. Mm-hmm. This is a weird promo here. Uh, Big time. I actually wrote down pretty good stuff, then Kane. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Just oh, in regards oh, to the I match. I thought you meant yeah. like the promo. I was like, no, 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 Kane no, 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 didn't no, no. even say anything. Uh, so this is after Kane's debut. Yep. So we are building towards the first match with him and Taker at Mania 15. But this is still November, so we got four fucking months to go. Yeah. We're going to get to the Rumble, where he teases the babyface turn, only turn heel and burn the Undertaker alive. Everything else, you know, whatever. Um, it's a very strange promo, it's so weird to see this version of Taker talking so much. He is yeah. spitting out monologues. Yeah. You could tell that he's already pretty damn tired of the man of few words. Yeah. He just wants to be himself. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, like he says, something, I, he I, says I, ain't, I think, in it or something. There, there was some yeah. exact word that he used where I was like, well, that character wouldn't say that. Like, Taker says he's going to rip Paul's throat out. Yeah. Which I, I like. Sure. Um, 
He also says something about how I'm not going to fight you, Kane. That's a lie. You go on to fight him a million times. Um, I uh, Two notes about this. Um, th- this story, I'm not going to say it's executed perfectly well. It's still a good story. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's wacky, it's stupid, you know, whatever. It's but completely it's over the top. Big time. Um, um, and my next note on it just says, this. watching this now, this is such a clear inspiration for Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, this is the first time that I saw it and was like, ooh, he had to have been watching this and been like, I want to do something like that. Didn't yeah. get it, but, you know. <laughs> wanted to do something like that. Yeah. We Could've. came close. We came close a couple of times, but. Yeah. Has anything come up what he's doing now? Uh, Uncle Howdy actually appeared at a SmackDown recently as a yeah, tangible person. Past that, no. He has not had a match. He has had minimal physical contact with anyone. And I've grown tired of it. I'm going to fight all these urges, my brother. That's cool. the only thing that has come from this entire It's more thing. interesting on the Alexa Bliss side. She teased yeah. doing the fucking Sister Abigail. Yeah, and then I saw this that. week on Raw shattered a fucking vase on Bianca's head. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, you're doing this better. What like I'm I uh, I'm not a weekly viewer, so this right. is speaking on someone M- myself who, myself neither. I just I just enough. try to keep up with it. Um this is speaking on someone who sees things only from Twitter and the pay-per-views. If only the four big Definitely the big four. Right. Maybe other of, sure. the, of the pay-per-views. So I, I barely re- really watch, but I'm st- I want to see where it goes still with Bray yeah. Wyatt. Like, I want to see the ultimate payoff. Right. I'm just, I'm with you. I'm just getting tired of not getting it. Yeah, I, I, I almost I almost feel, not exactly, but I almost feel similarly about this current Bray Wyatt run at this point in time as I do with the fucking Avatar 2 that we just talked about where it's like, I want to like this. It's frustrating the shit out of me. If it doesn't go somewhere good, fuck all of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's fair. Also, I don't think that LA Knight is the right guy to have as his foil right now. Yeah. I, I, I think that supernatural spooky shit only works if the opponent takes it seriously and sells it seriously. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you had The Undertaker... At the top of a ramp, and somebody in the ring just said, "Why don't you just zap me with lightning, you dumb bitch?" That kind of takes the wind out of all the sails. And Fair I think enough. that LA Knight, I like him in a certain role. I just don't think this is the right one. Yeah, yeah. I want him to be the Rock. I just want him to be a fucking. Honestly, I want LA Knight to be like this generation's Jeff Jarrett, where he's just a fucking mid card heel who wins matches sometimes and usually just puts people over. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, so Fuck, the match no oh, yeah. just stopped, by the way. There was no finish to that match. It just ended. There was Kane, no... Or, I'm sorry, Taker and Supreme Fighting Machine coming yeah. to Safa? Yeah. Yeah, the promo happens, and then we mention nothing about right. there ever have been, been a match. There was no match. He, he Kama grew weary of this. <laughs> yeah, he like he came to after the choke slam on the outside, and he's like, yeah, fuck this, and he left. Yeah. Um, so then it's 
This is the main event, right? Yeah, the- we get we get a little bit of a recap between Sean and Shamrock. But yeah, the main event is uh, Trips versus Shamrock. Something that I was like, huh. I don't really remember this happening very often, if ever. I don't remember it ever happening. Um, and can, Triple can we, H. Can we briefly just talk about Ken Shamrock? What do you need to say? I'm a fan. I, I, like, I, I had a conversation one time about, like, one of the cool things to me about this time period was you had several guys that could be the guy at the yeah. at the drop of a hat. And I always thought it was weird that Shamrock never quite got to that, like, that next level. But I feel like he could have. Like, I, th- I think the idea of Ken Shamrock, WWF champion, is not far-fetched. Yeah, fair enough. But, yeah, I don't know. I was a big fan. I'm always going to be a fan of Al Bundy on steroids. So, <laughs> um... Jacked Ed O'Neill has come to the ring. That's what he fucking looks like, dude. You're not wrong. Um, Triple H is bumping his ass off mm-hmm. in this match. Which is just fun to see. Yeah. I, I just love to see that version of Triple H all the time. Um, I don't... Oh, yeah, because Sergeant Slaughter is outside of the ring to make sure that none of the DX guys get involved. Well... Guess what? They get involved anyway. <laughs> Rick Rude just comes out and stands on the bottom of the ramp. Yeah. Even though he's technically not supposed to be there, he's just he just comes out anyway. Nothing in the ring has even happened to make it seem like Triple H is even in trouble. Right. Like, there's no reason for him to be involved in this. Or even concerned. Your yeah. charge has the match in hand. Um, Ken hits his Hurricane Rana. Yep. Which I always pop for because that's a big dude just jumping up. Yeah, I, I, it's super cool. Triple H hits the ref, so the ref is down. Right, and somehow Sergeant Slaughter is 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 blinded by the fact that Rick Rude is here. So yeah, and, and China are here. Sure. So that Shawn Michaels, I think, is what he gets in the ring and and hits Ken it, Shamrock with a chair. No, no, no. It's um, it? there's a briefcase. Oh, and that's it's what it is. it. I'll say this: I popped so fucking big for this. So Rick Rude has sold over to like the corner of the ringside area. Yeah, I believe China has Sergeant Slaughter's attention. As Sean is coming down the ramp, Rick Rude throws this fucking there briefcase. Sean catches it without breaking stride. It is the most impressive thing on this entire episode of television. <laughs> Just. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Unbelievably athletic. Gets in the ring. I think he fucking hit... Yeah, it is. Um, but here's... Okay. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But this show ended before a finish happened. Yeah. Blew hits me away. Him, hits him with the briefcase. Ref is like coming to doing the slow count. One, two. His foot gets pulled. We fade to black. Like, I, I, I was in a good way gobsmacked by this. If that had been the the end, if that was just the finish, and, uh-huh. and maybe they, they went a little long and, and they got close to the end, sure. fine. I couldn't believe that they didn't give a finish. I know. And part of me, like... The fact that you could have even had 
Vince is in Gorilla being like, Sean, when you go out there, just have no one pull the ref. No one pull the ref. Go, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut it, cut it. We gotta go, we gotta go. We're losing time. Like, Silk Stockings is about to come on, motherfucker. Like, (laughs) or uh, Pacific Blue, or whatever fucking bullshit show was about to go on after Raw at this point. Pacific Blue, which was a show about sexy beach cops that rode bikes. It's terrible. Uh, this the ending fascinated me though, because like you said, I don't know. Was that what it's supposed to be? It, I don't. You know, what, I don't um, think so. If honestly, okay, so here's the thing that made me think of, and I'm with you. I don't think that's what it's supposed to be. Um, ages ago, I remember watching one of the many shoot interviews that Raven did with RF Video. Very informative. Very educational. Highly recommend. But he was talking about how. Nobody in wrestling today does things that make you want to tune in for the next show. And he was talking about how he was a kid and he was watching some show and One Man Gang was in the main event. And his finish was the 747, the big splash off the top because he's gigantic or whatever, right? And he's having a match with whoever the fuck. It doesn't matter. And the guy keeps coming back and he gets stopped and he keeps coming back and he gets stopped. And One Man Gang finally slams him. And he goes to the top rope, and right when he jumps off the top rope, show ends. Mm. Because that was one hour. TV's over. So you literally had to tune in the next week just to see, did he hit the splash? Did he miss? Did he hit it and win? Did he hit it and the guy actually kick out? You know, like, granted, this was a different time period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, I'm like, I love that just as a concept. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like... Why not? That that is dope. This was just weird to me though. <laughs> like, yeah, this was absolutely it was so strange. Like okay. Thankfully, since this is post Survivor Series ninety seven, Raw is actually starting to get what I would call fine. Mm-hmm. It would only become more and more fine until January first, two thousand. Where Raw became great. We should watch that. Um, That's just me being a shithead about the 90s again. But, <laughs> um, yeah, this was interesting at least. I had a good time watching this. This was leagues better than any Raw that we've watched earlier this year. Like the, the I don't know if this is a hot take or not. This is better than Survivor Series 97. Oh, yeah. Like, it's shorter. Big time. Like there, this show was to me just fascinating. It really is. It's just an interesting show. Like there's so much on it, and you know what's weird? There isn't any specific thing on it that I I can say this is good, dude. I can only say this is wild. Yeah, this is interesting. This is strange. This is it can't happen again. Fully, fully recommend. Like for that reason, I'm with you. Like, this this is a rare... We're watching something from the 90s and we're both in full agreement. Like, this is a... Especially with the benefit of hindsight. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is such a... Just... The more that you watch this episode of Raw and think to yourself, what could the equivalent be in 2022? And how lame would it be? Yeah. The better this is, honestly. Like... I, the best match on this show is, the, in my opinion, the Taka 
Michinoku and Devin Storm match. Yeah. And it's just guys doing spots for five minutes. Yeah, why not? <laughs> like, but yeah, dude, big recommend if just based on those factors alone. Just a, a insane, just an insane, fascinating fucking program. Absolutely. Yeah. With uh, that, we must let you go. Yes, we must. It's gotten very late. It's so late and I'm so tired. Uh, I have to work tomorrow and then uh, we have to hit the road to entertain more people. Uh, let's plug a couple of quick things and then we'll fucking get the fuck out of here. Uh, Dreamwave Wrestling. Absolutely. Big show coming up in February, y'all. El Hio de Vikingo Jr. Whatever the fuck it, Vikingo. Um, making a rare U.S. appearance. Got to. Gringo Loco. Uh, TDC. Got to. Vic Capri. Uh, Guido. Raven. A lot of ECW guys on that show, actually. Absolutely. A lot of them. Uh, Um, Just Manders versus Hartenbauer. Got to. Because because people just need to hit each other. How much meat is there? Um, Yes, Dreamwave... St. Louis Anarchy. Rocket Pro Wrestling. Rocket Pro Wrestling. Zao Alive. Um, I will plug it uh, here. The This is either going to be shortly after or shortly before. I can't. I, I, I don't care to do the math right now. Sure. Um, Journey Pro. Journey Pro. A, a Journey's End. Yep. Got to. Wrapping shit up. Um, uh, I want to give a very brief shout out. He won't hear this. Uh, Jason Strife. Man, um, a friend, a colleague, a peer, somebody that I respect. Absolutely. And, uh, that's really all I have to say at this point. Um, who else have we got to get? Is that it? Is that everybody? I think that's everyone. Homegrown, right. if we haven't said that before. Homegrown, yeah. We talked about them earlier on the show. And It's, it's kind of hard to plug them because it's an offshoot of Zawa, basically. Right, yeah. But, but And you know what? Uh, hope you all had a Merry Christmas. And, yeah. Uh, that's uh, fun. Happy New Year. Um, I'm going to have a happy new year. Are you? <laughs> what what a weird end. Bum bum bum. What a time.